asked Pheasant Pigeon. Map of the universe. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Anthony. And I'm Alex. And my story today is animal news. This is from usatoday.com. And the headline is, This bird hadn't been seen by researchers in over 140 years, and they finally spotted it. We, we found we found another one, another one that's been missing. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Like this just happened, like recently. Wasn't like, there like a, keep finding all wasn't these it missing like a animals. cockroach or something that was missing? Yes, they found it. Wait, was it a co- yeah? It was some type of some kind of yeah, bug. a bug, something similar to a cockroach. You are correct. Now it is a pheasant pigeon, specifically the black naped pheasant pi- pigeon. <laughs> I, I can't even say it. How is it a pheasant pi- pigeon? That's two birds. <laughs> It's, it's just, it's both. It's a pheasant and a pigeon. In it's a one? pheasant pigeon. Wow, yeah. that's, that's efficient. Did you know this was a thing? Because I didn't before I <laughs> saw no, this story. I've never heard of this before. Yeah. And this one is the black-naped pheasant pigeon. It's got two dash words in its name. Black-naped <laughs> and pheasant pigeon. Okay, Wait, anyway. <laughs> pheasant pigeon is also, uh, oh wow, this is. Yeah, yeah. That's how it's spelled. Black-naped pheasant-pigeon. <laughs> so this is a pheasant that married a pigeon but wanted to keep both names. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, with black and orange feathers and red eyes, the critically endangered black-naped pheasant-pigeon remained a mystery for over a century after it was first and last observed by researchers in 1882. So it was only officially observed one time and then never again. Oh. Until now. Yeah, how wow. crazy is that? Yeah, I, I feel like if you only observe a bird one time, then maybe you you mistook it or something, yeah. but I guess <laughs> I, I guess that's, not. That's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, they were pretty certain that this was a real thing, huh? Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, one we person saw definitely it saw it that one time. <laughs> um, but no, but they, they, it, was, it was real. Uh, it's been spotted again 140 years later. This bird exists in the rugged, just over 500 square mile Ferguson Island, just off the coast of southeast Papua New Guinea. There, a team of researchers with the Papua New Guinea National Museum, Cornell Lab of Ornithology, and American Bird Conserva- Conservancy arrived in September of this year, hoping to spot the bird. The team spoke with locals to help them set up cameras in the hopes of capturing an image of the pheasant pigeon. For nearly a month, the team went without finding any evidence, but just two days before they were scheduled to leave the island, someone on the team was going through camera footage, and he was stunned to see one of the birds walking right past the camera, so they found it. Wow, so it was almost an accident, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the researchers credited their success to local hunter Augustin Gregory, who had told them he had seen the ground-dwelling bird in an area with steep ridges and valleys and had heard its calls. So the team then went into a dense dense forest area of the island, I guess near where it was said to have been sighted by this local, and they placed a camera on a 3,200-foot-high ridge near a river, um, and that's where they ended up capturing the image. John C. Mittermeier, director of the Lost Birds Program at American Bird Conservancy, said in a statement, After a month of searching, seeing those first photos of the pheasant pigeon felt like finding a unicorn. 
It is the kind of moment you dream about your entire life as a conservationist and bird watcher. I'm laughing because are you laughing at his name? I'm like, I apologize to Mr. Mittermeier for laughing at his name. I think he has a cool title. I, I feel like I, I want to add John Mittermeier. I want to add you to our list of people with cool titles, which is director of the Lost Birds Program at that is American cool. Bird Conservancy. Yeah, that's basically like director of dinosaurs. Yeah. Actually, so aren't, though. Aren't I, all dinosaurs just lost birds? You think about it. <laughs> I feel like this person reminds me of like the character in like the first Jurassic Park movie. What I don't know what the, his, you know like the guy that's like an expert on dinosaurs. He's an archaeologist. Anyway, I don't know. I'm getting on a tangent here. Um, I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> Serena Cataloya, a conservationist from Papua New Guinea, said local communities. We're also very excited at this news because many people hadn't seen it or didn't know about the presence of the black-naped pheasant pigeon until the research team arrived on the island. Um, and this article noted that there are some connections with this bird and some of the like local culture and things. So it was like really exciting for the locals to to hear about this as well that it's been officially documented again. Um, and here is a screenshot from this video. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. Yeah, isn't it a cool-looking bird? Yeah. For some reason, I, yeah, that I didn't realize how gorgeous it would be. That's It's really cool. <laughs> it's, yeah, just since I will, obviously this is an audio medium, so I will like, explain. <laughs> it's like, it's black-naped because it's, I think it, it, the head and the neck are kind of like black color, but it has red eyes and then kind of like a golden body and then the tail is like purple and blue and black mixed yeah, together it's like, it's like a lot of colors it's very neat yeah it almost reminds me of kind of like a like a peacock kind yeah, of but just like different a, colors it's like a miniature it's a peacock with like a shorter neck and different, yeah, yeah or, and different colors or a, pe- a peahen <laughs> peafowl a peafowl yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah isn't that cool so yeah, I'm glad they found it again. Yeah, um, it's a critically endangered species, and they they don't know. Obviously, they they have no idea what the actual population is. So, um, hopefully, the scientists can figure that out. Hopefully, they've all just been hiding really well. My story this week is space news. This is from Gizmodo, and the headline is. Play with an interactive map of the observable universe. It's more of an instruction, I guess, than a headline, but that's what they decided to call their article. It's interactive? It's it's less interactive than I was hoping it would be, but it is cool. (laughs) Um, It sounds, yeah, it sounds cool. And I I will show it to you um, here in a second. But, uh, so... Astronomers have compiled 15 years' worth of data from the Sloan Digital Sky Survey into an interactive map wow. of the observable universe. Um, it's So basically, it's just this map of like all the cosmic objects that were like able to be observed in this particular portion of the sky. Um, from like blue quasars to red elliptical galaxies. Uh, and you can find the map at mapoftheuniverse.net which is nice and easy to remember. Well, yeah, okay. Um, so uh, the observations from a telescope in New Mexico capture about 
200,000 galaxies, um, each one filled with billions of stars and planets, of course. Uh, the data includes many more objects than the 200,000 displayed, but if they showed them all, then the map would just be, like, solid colors, probably, just from the scale and, like, number of objects. So they kind of, like, narrowed mm-hmm. it down to these 200,000 to make the map. Um so, so it's not just like it's, so it's not, not like just a like solid, right? Because like, yeah. <laughs> it turns out there are um, a lot of things in the universe. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, the Milky Way, which is obviously our galaxy and is approximately one hundred thousand light years across, um, is just one pixel at the base of this of this image. Which, wow! Um, and then, like, given the scale of the image, is pretty insane. Um, and when you look at the map, which again I will show you in a second, uh, <laughs> users uh, can scroll up on the map, um, which is essentially traveling back in time to see older, um, more red shifted objects. Um, if I don't know if we've talked about red shifting before, but basically, like the further away like an object is from us, like it that causes the color of the object to shift in the spectrum, like the observable spectrum. So, like, bluer objects will appear redder in, like, when they're further, like, as they get further away. I think we have talked about this, but... It's very possible. I don't remember the exact, like, the physics behind why that happens or anything like that, but it sounds familiar. I think we've talked about it. Yeah. So, I'm going to show you this. It's probably a little hard. I'm sharing my screen with you because we are (laughs) recording virtually. Um, and given the detail yeah, can... of this map, it's probably a little bit hard to appreciate um, what's going on here. Um, Whoa. But basically, yeah, you start at the gal- the Milky Way being like the very, very bottom of this like kind of uh, conical view of uh, the like world. Like a cone? Yeah, and like it starts, and it's also nice it has like this information to the right of the map where you can see um, like what kinds of galaxies are in this area. And if you click on it, it'll show you, like, the actual view of the sky. And then each point of, like, light on, in that image is, like, one of the objects you're seeing in that particular section of the map. Whoa. So, like, this is where all the spiral galaxies are. Um, as you scroll up, um, you start to see things that are further away, like these elliptical galaxies. Um, they're brighter than spiral galaxies, which is why we're able to observe them from this distance. Um Past that, you get the red-shifted elliptical galaxies. So these are ones that are similar to those other ones, but because of the distance, they appear red to us. Uh, and again, like you can click on these at any time to see wow. like, where they appear in the sky, which I think is really cool. Oh, this is so cool. It's really neat. Um, uh, and then it also shows like how far, like how many billions of years ago you're viewing time, like, and you can kind of see an overview on the on the left side here of how like far yeah. we've gone. We're already 4.7 billion years of billion years ago. We're not even halfway through the map. Um, then it starts showing, uh, it, it has a note here that's like beyond a certain distance, galaxies get harder to see, uh, but we can still see quasars, which are black holes located at the center of certain galaxies. Um, and they like, because they're absorbing light, like stars and things around them, we see the light because that gets very bright as the, black hole basically tears them apart. So that's what we're observing here. Um, which again, they kind of start out blue and then eventually also they redshift. And that's like the furthest that we can really see 
um, like mm-hmm. an individual object. Um, and then we get to the edge of the observable universe at the very top <laughs> of this. Um, and they point out this is like an actual Whoa. photograph of the first flash of light emitted soon after the Big Bang 13.7 billion years ago. Like but They have a picture of that? They've what? apparently been able to photograph like this is like the flash of the Big Bang at this, like, at the very edge of the observable universe. So it's like the furthest we'll ever be able to see, basically. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, because it, arri- it, it arises at us, they say, as radio waves. So it's not actually, um, it's, I don't think that, would, that wouldn't be on like the visual light spectrum. This is just like a visualization, I guess, of what those would look like. And they call it the cosmic r- microwave background, which I think is funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's our little trip through the... Uh, um, the map of the galaxy. Oh, yeah, there's a note at the top. We cannot see anything beyond this point. The light travel time to us is greater than the age of the universe. <laughs> Which yeah. is just mind-boggling. It um, is. Because um, also, like, I don't want to get into all the details of this, but <laughs> the universe is expanding constantly, too, right? Right, yeah. So the things that are that far away, like... Will the light ever reach? You know what? Just yeah, because it like go down well, this. right. No, that's that's a good point. Like the light that we're observing that thirteen point seven billion years ago got to us over the course of thirteen point seven billion years, and has now been moving for another thirteen point seven billion years away from us. Yes. So how does that affect things? You know, like it's like what, but but. Is light moving faster than the universe is expanding? Probably. So maybe it's not. Yeah, it's hard. I don't know. Like, at this point, maybe it had, like, because <laughs> obviously when the Big Bang happened, that wouldn't have been the case. It probably was expanding right. much faster. Um, but now maybe it has slowed down to the point where, like, it's slower than the speed of light um, that it's expanding. Because eventually it is supposed to, like, collapse back in on itself. But that's, don't worry, that's a very long time away. Yeah. <laughs> Humankind will be long gone by then. Yeah. <laughs> These are the questions that you ask when you become an astrophysicist, which I am not. (laughs) Yep, we are not professional astrophysicists. No, this is so cool, though, this this website. It's really neat. I definitely recommend looking it up. Again, it's mapoftheuniverse.net. It's really cool to kind of scroll through it. It's a beautiful image, and it's very educational, too. I learned a lot just looking at it. Yeah, just you going through it right now with me here explained certain things about like, oh, that's why like when they take those pictures that look like this, that's why it looks like that because it's that far away. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't really realize that. Yeah. I I didn't realize like, oh, the reason like we see certain types of galaxies at certain distances is that they are different. Like brightness is. Yeah. I didn't know that. (laughs) But this makes it so clear why that is and how that. Examples of each type of galaxy too. Um, explains what quasars are. Like, it's just very cool. I, yeah. Check, check out. It, it, it also so takes cool. like, it takes all of like 10 minutes to see the whole thing. So like, yeah. well, it's yeah. well worth your time. All right. It's time for breaking news. The part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today and we read them to you on the fly. Quasars. Ready, set, Go. go. Okay, um, I found something on foodandwine.com, and it's actually not, it wasn't, it wasn't published today, but 
I just had to talk about this. <laughs> anyway, I'm cheating. There's no um, rules when it comes to food news. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so the headline is Cheetos releases appliance for grinding up their snacks to dust all over your favorite foods. What? They're no. selling a. They're selling. Like, yeah, there's this is real. This is actually happening. They're selling like this thing that looks like one of those like portable little like coffee grinder things, and it's for grinding up Cheetos into the into the like, so that you can use it as like a. I don't know, like a cooking ingredient. I think is how they're trying or like to sell a it, but apparently a garnish. Yeah, like the cheat, like the Cheetos cheese, because I didn't even know this that people that love Cheetos. Do you are you like a Cheetos fan? Do you like eat Cheetos? They're fine. So apparently that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's how I feel about too. I'm like, I don't know anybody who's like that passionate about Cheetos. Okay, well, this article mentions Cheetos fans, so that I'm like, okay, are there like people that are that are that way? Maybe um, the. The cheese, the orange stuff, you know what I mean? The, that's, uh-huh. the stuff oh, that's yeah. on them uh-huh. is called Cheetle. Ew. I don't like that. It's a term. I, this, yeah, I don't think I really like it either, but I'm just relaying what I've learned from reading this article today, <laughs> right now. <clears throat> um, so that, the, the cheese dust, people call it Cheetle. And I wish they wouldn't. <laughs> And now they're marketing this thing on like, oh, if you like Cheetle, you can get this like Cheetos grinder and like make your own. And then you can do things. Here's some examples. Cheetos coated mozzarella sticks, flaming hot turkey legs, Cheetos rimmed cocktails. No. And even Cheetos dusted ice cream. I'm like, what? Who would do that? I mean, that, the same people good? who like made a... the mac and cheese ice cream just dust it with some Cheetos <laughs> good point. dust. Good point, good point, good point. Um, the first yeah, two so sounded make... like, okay. The the latter two, it's like, okay, you, are, you, you, you had to list more than two things and you couldn't do that. <laughs> you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. They were like, okay, mozzarella sticks. Yeah, sure. Uh, or like chicken wings slash uh-huh. turkey. I don't know why they chose turkey legs. Yeah, chicken wings makes way more chicken sense. Chicken wings. And you just came up with that off the top of your head. Is what they meant to say. I'm going to assume. <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> um, Editorialized. Yeah, and then they were like, now what else? I'm also seeing here on this article, there's a picture of some hot dogs, but I don't know what that's supposed to be. Like what is done That to doesn't have anything dogs. to do with the Cheetos test. <laughs> There's a picture of like the turkey legs and mozzarella sticks and these hot dogs, but are the are the what? Cheetos like incorporated into the hot dog mixture? I don't know. I don't like to I think about how know. hot dogs are made. Um, Cheeto says you can dust it on all your favorite foods. Bring an unexpected cheesy bite to any dish, and wow, your guests this holiday season. Like, yeah, I don't know. No, 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 about that. I don't know how many people are going to welcome an Cheeto. unexpected, <laughs> an unexpected Cheetos dusting. <laughs> exactly, it can be mixed in with breadcrumbs, added to spice mixes, sprinkled as a garnish, and so much more. That's their like marketing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know. It's called the Cheetos. Do- oh, there's more pictures. What's over here? <laughs> what? This is like a a wrap of some kind. It must have like chicken in it. Oh no, there's donuts. Why would you put this on a donut? I don't understand. These pictures. 
oh my gosh, oh my gosh, there's a cooking... Uh, this is breaking news, you guys. That's why breaking news in terms of I'm just reading this right now. There's a cooking with Cheetos recipe page, and there's a link. I'm clicking oh, it. Oh no. Oh no! What is this? It's like on Am- It's on Amazon. Cooking with like, Cheetos. There's a book. It's like a. It's like an e ebook website thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's like on Amazon. Apparently, this is in partnership with Amazon that they're selling this like grinder. And there's all these recipes. There's like a ton of recipes. <laughs> Cheetos flaming hot hot dogs. Uh, Cheetos poutine. Cheetos po- potato latkes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Cheetos. you can put it on anything. That doesn't make it. <laughs> It doesn't make it like a new recipe. You just put cheese dust on a thing. <laughs> hot, ch- hot in quotes, chocolate shake. They rimmed, they made a chocolate shake and they rimmed the glass with Cheetos dust. Okay. Cheetos flaming Hot Birthday Cupcakes. Okay, anyway, there's a lot of stuff on here. There's a lot of stuff on here. Oh my gosh. I didn't, I, this was, I wasn't expecting all this. This is, this is overwhelming. Shop Cheeto. Is this like the Cheetos shop on Amazon? Now that I'm looking at this, it might be. Okay. So, yeah, there's like, you know how like Amazon will have like the shops of the brands or whatever? Uh-huh. I think that's what this is. It's like the Cheetos, like Amazon page has this thing now, cooking with Cheetos. Wild. This is, a, this is why I've just like, I, I was just not expecting this from the Cheetos brand. I'm just very surprised. I'm just like watching you have a revelation in real time. It's pretty incredible. <laughs> Um, yeah, now, you know, if, if you really learned learned a lot of, if you're interested in this, forbidden knowledge, um, yeah, if this is appealing to you, you can buy, um, this device to make the Cheetos grinded up the stuff (laughs) (laughs) for a limited time while supplies, yes, the Cheetle, the Cheetle. Okay. This is from UPI and it's kind of also food news. Um, though I think. Maybe a little less disturbing. Um, (laughs) So the headline is, Mexican City mixes up world's largest serving of guacamole. Ooh. (laughs) It's it's a lot of guacamole. Uh, So a Mexican City's inaugural avocado expo uh, featured a Guinness World Record being broken when a team of 300 cooks mixed up 10,957 Pounds of guacamole. What? That's a lot. That's That's a lot of guacamole. (laughs) Um, So this is the Avocado Expo in the city of Paribon, um, which officially broke the Guinness World Record for largest serving of guacamole, which was a record previously set by an 8,351.1 pound serving of guacamole mixed up in the city of Tonsatero in 2018. So... And that was apparently also at a different guacamole festival. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow! I guess there's a or avocado or it's avocado and or guacamole festival. It seems like a, multiple cities have these, um, hmm. which sound awesome because I love. Guacamole. Yeah, I want to go to one of those. Um, so the dish included more than ten tons of locally grown avocados, as well as onions, tomatoes, serrano pepper, lime, and cilantro. So a pretty classic guacamole uh, recipe. It sounds like yeah. 
Uh, just yeah. enormous. Just ten, 10 tons of avocados going into that. Um, and they, yeah, they said that no adjudicators were present for the event, uh, but they were able to verify the record from afar uh, via a live stream. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I guess you just have to take their word for it that it's 10,000 pounds of guacamole. <laughs> It's actually closer to 11,000. It's wild. That's so much guac. <laughs> that is so much. Um, also, I'm just thinking, like, doesn't it kind of go bad, like, pretty quick? Like, Yeah. Not, but, like, it browns, <laughs> it browns. You know what I mean? It browns That's what very, I mean. like, probably in the process of them cooking it, like, or produce, like, I guess, yeah, you don't really cook it. It's just more of a mix situation. Yeah. But uh, it was probably, like, browning on one end as they were working on the other <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, how many people were contributing to this, too, I wonder? Yeah. Like... Well, they said 300 cooks were working on it. Oh, they said 300 cooks. Okay. Yeah, which is a lot, also. That's a lot of people. But, uh... Yeah, that's, wow. uh... That's a lot of guacamole. That's so much food. I hope that they, like, served it to many people and it was eaten or at least one very hungry person (laughs) (laughs) i hope one person ate most of that (laughs) and then we can talk about that record next time (laughs) (laughs) the world's first eleven thousand pound person (laughs) remember i don't know why i just thought of this remember when i um brought that story about the person that ate metal Yes. Like they ate a bicycle or something. Yeah, they ate like that. a whole bicycle. That was wild. At least guacamole is a food. <laughs> yeah, at least it's a food. All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday. And as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description. You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash News, on Twitter at at News, and on Instagram at News. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>